Welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. I'm Darby Toth, a technical field services representative with Western United Dairies. We have an exciting episode for you this week, which includes a market update with Tiffany Lamondola of Blimling, as well as a conversation Melissa and I had with David Gosfiner, a real crimes investigator with the Tulare County District Attorney's Office, and Don Stumer of the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office, discussing rural crime in the rural crime school. We want to thank both David and Don for taking the time for their busy schedules to be on, and hope you'll listen and learn from their upcoming segment. With that being said, let's jump right into the episode. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our communities safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com/safety. Hi folks, hope you had a great week. We had another pretty positive uh, week in our dairy markets. We saw uh, almost all commodities or all commodities gain for the week. Blocks uh, gained three cents up to 181. Barrels gained a seven and a quarter cents up to 186.25. Butter added six cents to 183.50. And nonfat dry milk added five cents up to a whopping 153.75. Definitely had the markets had some momentum going in um, into midweek. But uh, one reason for the uptick was a pretty bullish milk production report we got on Wednesday. Uh, USDA said that in September, U.S. output was up just 0.2%. That's the lightest growth rate we've seen uh, back since May of last year. Uh, Probably more so, uh, more even more notable was the sizable downward, downward revisions they made to cow numbers. Um, between the two reports, they are saying cow numbers are down 80,000 head in the past two months. So with that, I would say the road to less milk just got shorter and the markets definitely took note of that. Um, also on the back of the spot market gains, we saw uh, first half 2022 milk futures hit year to date highs. Class three closed at an average of 1846. That's for January through June of next year. That was a gain of 36 cents a hundredweight. Class four closed at 1839, up 21 cents. So some really nice numbers out there in 2022. Um, again, urge anybody who hasn't um, done any risk management on milk to take a look. Uh, we closed out the week with a cold storage report, which had a little bit of both bullish and bearish news. I would say... Um, I, on the bullish side was despite lower milk production, uh, we still seem to have plenty of cheese in inventories. Uh, for the month of September, stocks increased. Um, typically, that is a month where we see stocks drawn down. We are now up 8% on cheese stocks. That's the biggest surplus we've seen since 2018. Uh, The story was a little opposite in butter. Stocks actually declined by the biggest margin for that month since 2015, leaving inventories down 4% from a year ago. Please reach out if you have any questions. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services 
tailored to your operation and backed with a relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at YosemiteFarmCredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Well, we are here with David Gospiner from the Rural Crimes Investigator with the Tulare County District Attorney's Office and Don Stumer of the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office. Thank you both for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. We were talking, yeah, we were talking earlier. I think it's someone's day off. So we really appreciate you taking the time to be on and talk to us and our producers. Maybe to get us started, could you both introduce yourselves um, and tell us a little bit about yourselves and your involvement in rural crimes? Don, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah Don Stumer with the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office. I've been an ag detective here since 2015. And then uh, the last two years, I've been president of the California Rural Crimes Prevention Task Force. Right. My name is uh, David Gosviner, and I'm a ag crimes investigator with the Tulare County District Attorney's Office and also a part of the uh, California Rural Crime uh, Task Force along with Don. Uh, we've worked together for, you know, for the last five or six years. Well, this year has certainly been a, a big year, I guess. It, it seems like every year it gets exponentially harder out there in the field for our producers when it comes to rural crime, whether it's activists or burglaries and different crimes like that. So there's a lot that we're going to cover in relation to all of that. But before we jump into some of that, can you both share with us um, a little background on the rural crime school and what that entails for producers? Yeah. Uh... Melissa, uh, the crime school has uh, been put on by the Tulare County District Attorney's Office with the support of uh, uh, District Attorney Tim Ward. Uh, it's gone on for over 25 years, and it's also, of course, uh, hosted by the uh, California Rural Crime Prevention Task Force. It's a collaboration between the two, and basically what we try to do is... Uh, we train up generally, uh, uh, I would say about 95% of our students are deputies from throughout uh, agricultural related counties in California. Um, deputies rotate into specialized ag units. Uh, and what we do is we train those deputies up in all aspects of rural crime. And um, over the years, as I mentioned, we've We've trained up, you know, several hundred deputies from upwards of 18 plus counties throughout California. And some of the topics that we generally cover, and one thing I like to uh, relay to people and pers prospective students is that we change these courses every year to try to be updated. Uh, but some of the things we've uh, historically covered are apiary and beekeeping, um, dairy security challenges, which is, of course, important to our current audience. Uh, direct action groups, wire thefts. Um, of course, most recently, I would say uh, another hot uh, topic would be hemp issues and the challenges that different counties uh, have to deal with with that. Uh, animal fighting has historically been very important. Uh, one of the newer ones is agroterrorism. Uh, 
um, and homemade explosives, which we've had uh, FBI come in and instruct. And our instructors are from various different agencies, usually a part of the uh, task force. Uh, cargo and commodities thefts, fish and wildlife issues, and, and, and topics such as that. And we meet for uh, one week, uh, 40 hours of classroom instruction. And we do it uh, here in Tulare County in the fall. And uh, it's been very successful. We've got great reviews and we have a lot of support. Obviously, not just from the task force and the uh, Tulare County DA's office, but the uh, California Farm Bureau Federation, as well as our uh, local Tulare County uh, Farm Bureau. Awesome. It seems like it's such a great approach to visit a different topic or kind of refresh folks on different topics every year. I'm noticing I've been doing this for a while with dairy producers. Seems like there's some hot crime out there every year and wire theft certainly is a big one. I'm from Humboldt County, so the hemp and marijuana business certainly leads to a lot of issues, but it's definitely a good approach, I guess, to kind of just look at a really wide variety of things and focus on what seems to be the big popular issue each year. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, you know, Melissa kind of touched on um, this earlier. We've dealt with more and more what seems like an increasing amount of animal rights activists. I know Melissa can attest firsthand to this, especially up in her area, because she is so close to the Bay Area. And within what you can share, what type of actions, I think, for producers to kind of have an idea of the extensive work that you do on the back end, it, you know, you, besides from the Rural Crime School, what kind of actions does the sheriff's department and law enforcement take to be prepared for these incidents when they unfortunately do happen? Well, so I'm going to let Don uh, chime in on that because he's, you know, uh, he's the boots on the ground. You know, the, the patrol deputies are going to roll to these uh, calls for him. Thanks, Dave. So I'll, uh, that's a very uh, loaded question. <laughs> Um, definitely uh, a growing issue here in San Joaquin County. We're right here on the back, back door of, uh, of the Bay Area. So we, we have dealt with it and we'll probably continue to deal with animal activist group, especially the, some folks out of the Berkeley area that are based there since 2013. Um, we recently were involved with this group and luckily we didn't have to deal with them, but I will uh, with selfless plug for the California Rural Crimes Prevention Task Force, but uh, the communication between our, our members and our networking that we've built on on these uh, on this basis, starting at the ag, ag Crime School and then working into our quarterly meetings where we meet uh, on a quarterly basis and kind of share ongoing trends and, and things that are going on and try and continue our training for agricultural crime. Um, building this network of having all these contacts in various counties is definitely a crucial to our success with dealing with these uh, these animal activist groups. And again, we had a recent event and these contacts helped us out quite a bit when keeping people in the loop and uh, trying to let everybody know what their intentions were or their potential areas of interest where they were going to be potentially heading in and causing some uh, some issues of an illegal nature. And I would just like to uh, add on to that. Uh, Don, of course, is uh, up in San Joaquin County. Uh, they're kind of at the forefront of this. They've seen uh, cases uh, from start to finish go through the court system. 
we recognized several years ago, uh, the uh, task force uh, recognized that the crime school had to address it. And so that's what we've done. And what we want to do is we want to educate uh, deputies and, and law enforcement who uh, are called to these protests. We want to educate them so they uh, arrive on scene and they, they protect uh, uh, First Amendment rights of the protesters as well as the entities that are uh, in production. And we, if it's peaceful protests, obviously we, uh, we, wanna, we wanna handle these situations appropriately. And uh, so it's very important that we train these deputies up so when they arrive on scene, the, uh, sometimes these protester, uh, protest groups can be, uh, they can be agitated or uh, they can create difficulties for law enforcement and other times they don't. Other times it's very peaceful and that's obviously what we hope for. So, but we don't want them to end up in a situation where um, uh, things aren't handled appropriately and we just uh, maintain good order and make sure that the you know, trucking lanes are disrupted or, or no one's put uh, in any uh, position where the injuries could occur. And it, it's just very important that we uh, keep those lines of communication open. Definitely, from an industry perspective, we try to send out alerts ahead of these things. It's kind of hard to know what areas to target, but we try to provide advice to our producers based on industry, maybe even more like PR focus, but from a law enforcement focused position, um, what could you guys tell us producers should do if they do expect activists have arrived at their farm or there's some sort of activist activity going on maybe at night or with an employee or something of that nature? I'll start. Um, first and foremost, the, the groups that we're currently dealing with in this area is mainly lately, it's been uh, Merced, um, Stanislaus County, San Joaquin County, Sonoma County, obviously taking a, a, a big hit in the past, past few years. Um, with, with us, it's ahead of the actual event that we need, be, we need to start ahead of the game. These guys are scouting locations way in advance, trying to find that proper location that fits their, their goals at the, at the time. So um, just keeping, keeping your head on a swivel with a, without a better term for it. Um, just, just stay vigilant. And if they're having visitors, um, they're filming, they're, they're putting up drones, they're, they're uh, gaining that footage so they can gain whatever that group is looking for. Um, they need to get as much information as possible and, and relay it to us. If I don't sound like a broken record because I say this all the time, but uh, if we don't know about it, we can't do anything about it. So keeping us in the loop, especially is, is important, uh, especially for some of us that are involved with the task force because we are actively working with other partners on these groups and we're sharing information on a regular basis. Again, another, <laughs> another plug for the, the Rural Crimes Task Force. Uh, we're sharing our information on a regular basis, trying to keep everybody as best prepared as possible for these kinds of incidences and trying to handle them in more of a proactive approach than re rather than a reactive approach where they're already on a facility and causing problems. Um, but it doesn't always work in our favor for that. But again, communication is, is vital for our success. And so I would just stress that to industry, uh, our industry partners. We love working with you guys. You guys have a great network of communication, um, as do we on our side. So uh, we're trying to utilize our side. We're trying to utilize your side. And I'm trying, 
as, as a task force, we're trying to keep those, uh, those messages sent out to all of our industry partners as well. So we're trying to share what we can and we appreciate the sharing back. It helps us in our, in our uh, criminal investigations. So uh, I would continue to stress to uh, keep your eyes open and your ears open and share what you're finding. Um, it's never redundant. We, we, all, we maybe have missed something through the, through the cracks. So, I mean, please uh, share with us whatever uh, producers are seeing and hearing. And uh, again, preparing your facilities um, is something that we always stress. There's numerous ways we can, we can uh, do that, depending on the type of uh, facility. Um, anything from as simple as pulling a V ditch on your, on, on, your, on your border of your property to fencing to cameras to lighting. Uh, I mean, we can go through, you know, multiple things as far as uh, hardening the target, if you will, mm -hmm. um, and making it less, less attractive to these activist groups or criminals in, in general. So um, probably a, a, another podcast we could talk about in, in great detail, but uh, kind of a nutshell for animal activist group. Yes, we were, uh, um, I have to get a lot of credit um, for this last little uh, incident that we had very recently uh, to the task force and our, and our, again, our networking and our communication, sharing this with our partners in, um, in neighboring counties, uh, Solano County, we thought we were going to have an issue in Solano County, but uh, it didn't. Um, so again, on the backside, I, I couldn't even tell you when my boss is getting my phone bill here in the next month or so, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be <laughs> knocking on my, uh, knocking on my doorstep over here, but um, uh, trying to keep that level of communication up with industry as, as well as our law enforcement partners was, I think, a huge success. And it kind of maybe contained a little bit what, uh, what we actually encountered. For sure. It, I, that day um, of that DXE protest was, there was crazy good communication. I'm up in Humboldt. I cover dairies in Sonoma and Marin counties. I mean, there was a lot of talking going on and it really, really helped, I believe. I, I, it, it was like pretty smooth compared to what we've dealt with in the past. Melissa, I would agree. It was, it was basically supercharged communication, more so than we've ever had before. And I, I, as Don said, I would attribute that to the Western Alliance Dairies. Uh, Animal Ag Alliance, uh, our task force, uh, all the agencies involved, all our private partners that are in the industry. And there's, a, there's just been a lot of great communication and it really paid off that day because, well, I should say that five days uh, because it just seemed like we were, uh, you know, a couple of steps or a couple hours ahead of them the whole time. And there were some incidences that weren't peaceful and we, we were able to uh, manage that in a very professional manner. Definitely. Well, and I think that's something we really want our listeners and producers to know is how much work you folks are doing on the back end to make that kind of communication happen so that these incidences are so much more contained than they could possibly be. I think sometimes there's a little bit of an attitude of not being quite as sure of what's going on or what's being done. And I, I really do want to give so much credit to everybody that works on that because there, there's so much work going on behind the scenes to help keep our farmers farming and, you know, to try and avoid the disruptions to their day-to-day -day operations as much as possible. Absolutely. It's made a huge impact. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention California Dairy Quality Assurance Program and some people sure. up there. Uh, Dr. Michael Payne has been a key factor in that, as well as uh, folks from your group. And it's just been a good collaborative effort and it's really paying off. We just got to keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I'll talk on that communication a little bit. I get my phone. To, <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you how many phone calls, text messages, and emails were going all at the same time. I had two phones, actually three phones at some point to go on at the same time. So um, I, I will, again, yeah, uh, Dr. Payne and, and Anya was trying to keep them in the loop as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, to give you a little more insight, I, I, unfortunately, I'm not going to give you a whole lot as far as our side of the house. Sure. Um, because we are planning, uh, our office with San Joaquin County uh, is planning on being involved in this for the, for the long run. So I don't want to give away too much, um, just in case, but um, I, I'm in good company here. I don't, uh, I don't think that's the, the issue, but I just uh, don't want it to get out there. But uh, we, are, we are in this for the long haul, and we will continue as, as long as I'm here. Um, we are definitely going to be uh, working to keep you guys as well informed as possible. Um, and be as well prepared as possible. Um, so again, we'll see what the future brings us on that. But I can, I can again tell you, uh, Sonoma County conversations with some of my counterparts over in Sonoma, in Sonoma County. Unfortunately, they're going through some issues there internally. Um, I, I, in the future, they'll be better prepared to help out, and I, they have a vested interest in this as well. Obviously, with their um, issues in the past and. Uh, you're just not prepared for 600 people showing up to a duck farm and taking a hundred people into custody. It's just, uh, you know, it's a smack in the face. You're just, it's, it's hard to be prepared for it, even if you are planning for that. So, um, but they did a phenomenal job. And again, uh, with the rural crime school and our communication and our on, ongoing training, uh, I can't, I can't say enough for Gosvener and uh, the Tulare district attorney's office and the role that they play in facilitating that crime school and all the great instructors and the information that they're putting out on a regular basis and, and making this thing work and, and helping industry uh, continue to succeed. So um, there is a lot of preparation in this. It was uh, quite an undertaking um, for, for this one. Um, and again, it will be for future ones as well and past ones. Uh, you know, the, it was 2018, I believe, was the last one that they had locally. Um, but this information isn't staying here locally either. This is going federal too. We have federal partners that have vested interest in this as well. And we're working with them on a regular basis, sharing what we're learning, what, uh, what we're seeing. And we're sharing, we're sharing that information with them. And hopefully it works out for us on a federal level. Absolutely. If we could just for a moment take it a step further from just the rural crime school and the education that's gone on with industry and law enforcement. I wonder if you gentlemen have some advice about how dairy producers could be more engaged in that type of education um, around rural crimes and animal activities. As we said, we could do a whole podcast about how to harden your facility. We've done that um, and it's really popular. We should do it again when you guys have some time. But um, just what other educational opportunities do you recommend? Um, maybe it's as simple as calling your local sheriff and having having them do a walk around or is there is there something else we should work on i'll start um yeah that's absolutely great uh if you can have at least the bare minimum of your sheriff's office come your local guys are the best anyways because they're the, the ones that are responding so they know your facility best um and and want to know it anyways they want to know if they're responding to some kind of situation there um as some guys in merced county can attest to right now uh, unfortunately. Um, so yes, absolutely the local level, but there's other, there's other partners that have some advice that can uh, reach out to us. We have uh, intelligence agencies that are gathering information and we'll do walkthroughs as well. Um, for us up here, we have the Sacramento regional uh, 
location, which is, is right in our back door here, but um, there's, there's members of the uh, intelligence center over there that will do come do walkthroughs of the facilities as well and give advice for, for hardening the target as well. So uh, there's, it's not just a, on a local level, there's private sector that'll come do it, um, but we're more than happy to just bear with us. Sometimes we don't have the time to run out there right then and there, but um, we, we love to, uh, get you guys better prepared because it helps us all succeed on that level uh, you guys as well as as the law enforcement side so um kind of to talk about that the rural crimes uh, school obviously does a great foundation for our, for deputies that are investigating these kinds of things and then our quarterly meetings where we're continually trying to up our training levels and making sure we're staying current on trends and what's going on uh, i will say that our uh, our quarterlies and our school again God's Wieners doing a great job but uh, getting these um, more current issues addressed with the proper uh, proper people to come in and train us to make sure that we're on top of our game so industry uh, I know we've had Anya uh, Radabaugh come help us out and and Dr. Michael Payne and a few others in the industry that uh, come in for some of us we don't know anything about certain industries so um, having an expert come in and, and give us the the best practices and the, and the and the nuts and bolts basically of of what's uh, what we need to be looking for and, and what we need to uh, address on on any aspect is also uh, crucial along with all the other things that we train on a regular basis which again usually ag guys are pretty got a big plate and it's usually full of a lot of things um like like dave said the hemp the marijuana uh, wire thefts um, just the regular theft of tractors and equipment and animal activists. There's never a dull moment and never a shortage of things to do. We'll put it that way. Um, so trying to keep us updated on all of those topics is definitely a challenge for us. Um, been, been handling the training aspect on our quarterlies for the last couple of years. Been trying to, trying to bring that, that aspect into everything. But it's getting tougher too. So I mean, obviously, if you guys as industry are seeing something that we need to stay up to date on or or better ourselves on we are all ears and we obviously want to entertain that and then bring those people in that being said though sometimes that costs money and obviously we're sheriff's offices so we don't always have that so sometimes we got to do selfless plugs to, for donations and things like that which we hate to do but we want to we want to stay on top of our game to help us and you guys out so uh and that goes down to a simple thing as uh, doing trespass signs which is something that the task force loves to do we love to do those uh, no trespassing signs we'd love to give you guys um, those no trespass signs again because it's a double a double win it helps us out with uh, certain laws that we can charge and also helps you guys out too so um, I mean Dave jump in here uh, but that that's kind of the Melissa I think at the ground level one thing we haven't really addressed too much is uh, just you know the just the general cleanliness and upkeep of uh, the, the dairies and uh, farmers ranchers and dairymen um, uh, it's a difficult, you know, industry. There's a lot of hard work going on 365 days. And, uh, but the more, uh, the less, uh, ice sources that we have out there for, uh, uh, animal rights groups to be able to kind of, uh, hone in on. And just in general, it's good working practice, uh, as I know your agency, uh, shares with everyone. Um, it's just important, uh, the fencing, the lighting, the signage, uh, and just making your properties more secure, being vigilant uh, and training employees to uh, when they're milking at 2 a.m., uh, somebody walks up looking for a job. Well, that's not normal. 
uh, or uh, some things that have been going on recently in Merced County. Uh, uh, you know, three o'clock in the morning, somebody coming in, having a, a flat tire and, and, and luring employees from these dairies out to get help and then being robbed or uh, anything that's just out of the ordinary. It's, uh, we want to help people, obviously, but at the same time, it's just getting down to that employee level and, and training them that, hey, make a phone call. Uh, call 911 if, it, if something's sneaky. Uh, call your supervisor. Uh, and it really is no different for producers uh, and people at the production level to uh, and the dairy level to network and share information just like we do. I mean, it's Absolutely. no different. The more information sharing, the better. And uh, uh, yeah, that's about all I have to add to that. But uh, you know, it's the best way to to encourage you know uh, promote our cause. Yeah, I would say that I have uh, I run around this time of year to all my dairies to help them with water quality, and I run into a lot of employees that just smile and wave. And I tell the guys I try to hammer home. I don't care who it is, even if they know me, they need to make a phone call when someone drives on the facility. I've, I've had good luck the last couple months. A guy the other day I drove up and he said, I need your card and I need to call my boss. So it was, it made me feel good. I, I appreciated getting grilled a little bit because you just don't know. Someone could be super innocent and they're there for not innocent purposes. And, and you know, the housekeeping, the same thing. We always say like when someone drives in your facility, if it's maybe there something isn't a little you know aesthetically pleasing to them and this time of year it isn't always especially we received three inches of rain this week um that makes them wonder what else is going on here what could i maybe um take a picture of or what bad situation might there be where you know sometimes it's just normal that things happen on a dairy but it can get taken out of context so i think that's all really good advice stuff we really try to hammer home but um it's it's really helpful coming from the guys with the badges yeah, and I think I'll put one more plug in as we kind of wrap up here for really getting to know your local law enforcement officers. I've seen that work on a dairy firsthand, um, really knowing who you can pick up the phone and call and having that relationship with someone already when something weird does happen, something strange is going on, to have that relationship and have that personal connection, I think makes such a big difference and hopefully one can help or prevent anything but two is just it's a good peace of mind for producers to have to know who's going to be on the other end of the phone and then you all can know the facility and know the producer as well so i really encourage our members to reach out get to know their local law enforcement i'll take that one, I'll take that one step further and, and if producers don't have an ag unit in their local sheriff's office go get one go go bug that sheriff go bug that county board of supervisors go go contact who you have to uh pressure on whatever i mean there's there's we have members up and down the state uh like like dave said i think we're you know 18 sheriff's officers so right now maybe maybe more i'm not sure exactly on the numbers now but some guys have just one guy um but it's that one point of contact that uh helps us especially with incidences like this i had one point of contact from merced county and when I, when I learned of information, guess where that one phone call went? And then he was able to facilitate things way better than, than uh, finding it flat-footed and having to deal with it uh, without any knowledge. So I, I, would, I would stress to producers too, I, you know, build this thing. Let's, let's make this uh, a better network. Let's make this uh, a bigger network. Um, 
reach out to those counties that don't have an ag unit or a dedicated guy. Again, it could be just one guy. Uh, most have at least two. Um, some, some units are even bigger. Uh, Tulare's got a great unit um, and again, great partners with the district attorney's office. Um, and and the, the success there with the more people is obviously better. I can, I can give you, you know, lots of reasons why, uh, but just recovery rates on stolen property because you have more guys out there doing doing proactivity and knowing who's your your bad guys and keeping a keeping an eye on them. Um, it just it, it it works well for producers. So I, I would stress to producers again, if you don't have an ag unit, do what you can to try and get one. Melissa Darby, I would just like to add that um, um, these groups, uh, these uh, departments uh, throughout the state, generally uh, will often have. Uh, bait equipment or or surveillance cameras, tools for uh, dairymen, ranchers, farmers to, uh, you know, some counties have more than others and some have more resources than others, but those are tools that we can deploy and uh, in hopes of getting, uh, you know, getting to the bad guys. Uh, I'd, I'd say in closing, uh, you know, on our end with the DA's office, uh, my boss, uh, District Attorney Tim Ward, basically his feeling is that, you know, free speech is one thing, but illegal action is another. And we're going to take appropriate action when necessary. And everyone, we want to protect everyone's rights, but uh, we also need to protect the rights of uh, our citizens and business owners. Well, thank you both. Go, sorry, go ahead, right ahead. The producers need uh, need a playbook to go contact their uh, local board of soups or their sheriff's office. Don't hesitate. Have them contact. I'll, be well, I'll already be emailing you after this. <laughs> <laughs> be here for you guys. I, I want you guys all to be successful. I want you guys to be protected and, and safe and secure. So uh, we don't want we don't want incidences like this um, any more than you guys do. It's we we got enough to we got enough to do. So we uh, we definitely don't need any of these couple hundred of people showing up unwanted guests um so yes absolutely if you guys need anything at all reach out to the task force um that's what we're here for and also your local uh, and and again there's state partners that are involved with this too california part of food and ag and and again our district attorney's offices are doing a great job too so just reach out and we'll we'll try and do what we can for you well thank you both so much again we really appreciate you being on and for everything that you do did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. Before we let you go, we wanted to send out a quick update to our producers that are experiencing the largest storm California has seen in quite a while, that the Western United team is at your service this week should you encounter any issues with rainfall or manure management that need some assistance. Please don't hesitate to call the office at 209-527-6453 
or reach out to myself, Melissa Lima at M-L-E-M-A at wudairies.com or Darby Toth at D-A-R-B-Y at wudairies.com. You can also use those email addresses to send us your questions, comments, and content requests about today's podcast or any podcast you've listened to from us recently. We hope you get a chance to enjoy the rain this week. And again, want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out to David Grossvener, Rural Crimes Investigator with Tulare County DA's Office, and Don Stumer of the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office. And of course, a big thanks to our economist, Tiffany LaMandola, for this week's market update and always bringing us the most current market news. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Seen and Heard. And again, we hope you've had a chance like us to enjoy the rain a little bit this week, even though it's here a little bit early. Take care, everyone. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies, generous business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com. Thank you.